0: The
1: reason I say I have to preserve you, 'cause you're my everything. Babe, I know I fucked up, fucked with some empty cups, but you got.
2: Hey, welcome to Backstage at Brick. I'm your host, BJ Evans. We are back again in the studio for another episode talking to our next Brick Lab artists. And I am so happy Elizabeth is back. She was absent last time we spoke. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Glad thank to have you. you. Glad to be back. Um, Elizabeth is now our executive producer. Um, Mark has moved on and he is still part of the family and we still love him and adore him and wish he would come back all the time. But he he cannot come back all the time. So um, thank you, Elizabeth. New executive producer, audio engineer. I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop the title. I like all those titles. You like all those titles? Yeah. It'll be, it's a slash economy, isn't it? Okay. Meaning yeah. that you like have a ton of titles jack of all traits done and done wait but jill of all traits oh yes okay let's keep it real hashtag (laughs) women (laughs) (laughs) with with a y or an x isn't that the new you know because it's like Uh, for anybody yeah yeah, it's Mm -hmm. inclusive and wonderful so i don't know how to relay that in audio that i mean women with an, with an X. With an X. Thank you, Janiel. So I'm in the studio. I've got Janiel Cooper here, who is our next Brick Lab artist. Everyone familiar with the show and with Brick Lab knows that it's our residency program. Artists come in for two weeks, they work on their piece, they show a snippet of what they're working on, they answer questions about their work. This uh, next piece is I'm so excited a dance piece. It's our first dance piece of the season. Yay. Yay, it's called (laughs) After the Credits. You can buy tickets online. They're $8, and the showings are next Thursday and Friday, November 15th and 16th. And Janiel's here with her whole team. We've got Tyrone Bevins. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Hi. Saying it right. So, um, fun fact, my name is BJ Evans. And uh, sometimes uh. when at past jobs and people have assigned me emails, they've just done the B and then Evans. And so my emails have been Bevins. Evans. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought? I was like, <gasps> oh, Tyrone, her, her <laughs> us? We get this. We see each we other. We connect. Yeah. We connect. Luckily, I'm very happy. Break, let me be BJ Evans, and they put the J in, which I feel like is yeah. nice to have my anyway. Nice. But I'm deeply connected to Bevins as well. We've also got Eric Para. Am I saying that right, or is yes. it Para?
1: You can see either way. This
2: what do you Maybe. prefer? Okay, close to the <laughs> microphone. We want to hear you. Um, I'm Eric Para. Eric Para, hello. Hey. And Wendell Gray, the second. That's me. And the second, does that mean that there is a first?
3: Yeah, my dad is Wendell Gray Sr.
2: Oh. So
3: yeah, so when we're around each other, we, it always gets confusing.
2: So, what do you do? Do you call each other junior and senior? Is one Wendell and one's a middle name? Um,
3: no, like our family, my family like figures it out. <laughs> They'll just be like Big Wendell, Little Wendell. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I'm like 25, still Little Wendell. But, still a little. <laughs> yeah. So there's
2: not like a littlest Wendell yet.
3: No, not yet. I don't know about that. There, no. I can't be caught in the middle of like a Wendell sandwich. So. <laughs> It's gonna be, have to be something else.
2: <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, future husband or wife. Right. The the name cannot be Wendell. <laughs> uh, so, Genial again. Um, We're so excited you're here. First dance piece of the season. And uh, I would just love for you to tell the listeners just a little bit about what this piece is, what to expect, what you're doing with it, what you're trying to say. Like, what is it? It's called After the Credits. Talk to me about what that means. Um, Yeah,
0: so obviously you've heard the three men that I'm working with. uh, It's a trio. Um, They're all men of color. And we're exploring how um, trauma gets archived in the body and how we process that Um, amongst each other, but also under the gaze of others. Um, The name after the credits kinda came inadvertently while this work was in process a year ago, um, kind of as a reference to how like Marvel movies have post-credits and how that informs uh, everything we saw prior to and kinda gives a, a bit of information about what we would see next. So it was kinda inadvertent, but also felt really appropriate for what we were exploring at the time.
2: And so talk to me about what you mean when you say how trauma is archived in the body. Um, we've talked about it a lot. I know what you mean, but for the sake of people who are listening who maybe don't have that shorthand language that, that we share, yeah. what does that mean?
0: Um, so it's kind of just about how our bodies physically carry information. Like everything that we experience, it is literally stored inside the body. Um and it's not just a theoretical thing, like it's actually science and there's books on this about how everything that we experience, the the body processes things. There's like neurological changes, um changes on the chemical level that actually literally affect our body. And so our body becomes an archive and stores that information. So that's where we're pulling from for this.
2: Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at you and your three dancers and as far as I know, you're not dancing in this piece, are you, Janiel? Are you you're choreographing it or facilitating it? Um,
0: yeah, I am not dancing. I am uh, facilitating the process. I don't really like to call myself a choreographer. I'm kind of Um, battling with that word. Technically, I guess I am, but because of the um, collaborative nature and how much input the men give, um, and that it's really, we're all in the room together asking questions and exploring, and I'm kind of just directing it. Um, Yeah, facilitator, director. Okay. That's my role, but not dancing.
2: Okay. So dancers... I'm looking at you, and you know, hearing what Janiel just said about exploring trauma that is physically archived in our body, and y'all are physically dancing in this. What is that process like? And any of you can answer to explore something like that. I mean, you're essentially exploring trauma in a way. And so, what is your process like? Anyone um, can. It's hard, easy, no big deal. Trauma, got <laughs> this. I think.
3: Um, <laughs> In the time we're in right now, a lot of millennials or a lot of young people are looking towards their mental health and looking at the things from their past that contribute to who they are today. So I think um, that's been a good opening to it. And this has been the safe space to dive into it. And since we are movement artists, we don't speak a lot about exactly what those things are that happened to us, but it's more like Jay Neal said, um, how our body traps these ideas, and it's like how what is the figurative language behind these
1: movements?
2: Mm, I like that mm-hmm. a lot, yeah, anyone else
1: um yeah, I think it's interesting to explore, especially because when we are going through through these traumas, we kind of just go through them without necessarily asking ourselves or others questions about it, so um A lot of our discussions while we're just exploring and experimenting is uh, there's just a ton of questions about how we feel while we're going through it, how um, different volumes and different spaces and different people um, also affect our bodies and how we're reacting to ourselves and to each other in the space. Um, So I think it's almost been therapeutic to kind of reflect all the time while we're in this space while, while actually uh, creating and going back and using our trauma to inform others for everything we've been through.
2: Thank you for that. And so what's it like, again, three men in this piece facilitated by a woman? Um, or I should say everyone identifies as such. Um, so what is that like? Is that How is that in this space? Like, Is it like, oh, what's this woman in power doing? (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel? Do you feel able to connect? Is that a stupid question? Is it no big deal? Of course you're all able to connect. What does it feel like to be facilitated by a woman? Tyrone looks uh, like he's ready <laughs> for me. <laughs> These you know, are the big questions. It's never been
4: I don't know. When I entered a space it never felt like a problem. But as a dancer, I often find myself in spaces where I'm being facilitated by a woman or I'm working in collaboration with a woman. I don't know, in terms of the industry, the dance industry in itself, I feel like the gender power struggles are slightly different. Mm, especially say more about within that. The, especially within the modern and contemporary world I feel like there's a, well, one, men are rare and few in that world. So we're valued in a certain way as if because it's easier for us to find opportunity because there are less of us, but also there are more women doing doing the work and creating in the space. So a lot of times I work more so with women than I do with men. Coming into the space still working with trauma, it never felt like anything related to gender but more so just like relating to our human experiences our sense memory and how do we process so it's been really nice um, Janelle has been really great with just like facilitating conversation and helping us connect um, with our bodies to explore like liminal moments that we can't quite put into words and how can we explore those perspectives so it's always felt like a nice collaborative environment And luckily we come, I come from a background, I don't want to speak for everyone else, where I feel like the gender dynamic hasn't been such a large influencer in feeling angst or anything about the situation or the process.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love what you said about the human archive and humanity and the shared trauma of being human in many ways and how, it isn't necessarily men and women or men versus women in this space that you're talking about being human right. and the physical archive of trauma that comes from being human and i would imagine as black humans as black men as black women do you talk about that trauma that just day to day trauma not i mean it from what I understand and and what I've read is it's not just a massive traumatic event that as a black man in America, as a black person in America, there's a daily trauma that chips away. Are y'all talking about that at all? Um, it's kind of
0: a thing and I don't know how everybody else feels but there's like just a and this is why I chose to work with the bodies that I'm working with is because there's already like an unspoken understanding that Yeah, we certainly will, we can have conversations about that, but we kind of in general, I feel, already have a good understanding of what traumas are just underlying just from that identity Mm -hmm. without even having to directly explain it Mm -hmm. with each other. Um, And so I think with that understanding in that common, uh, that shared identity, then we get to actually um, not just focus on, oh, we're black humans in Mm -hmm. America, but We're black humans and humans Mm -hmm. going through something that other humans do. Mm -hmm. And so we don't actually have to focus on the conversation of blackness Mm -hmm. because it's already given. But we can then just be humans and people and explore what our personal things are um, in that
2: way. That's awesome. That's great. And do you wish white people would stop asking you about it?
5: I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's one of those like crazy
0: things because it's so important to have those conversations with white people about what blackness is, what being a person of color is. Like Those um, conversations are super important, but at the same time, that mm-hmm. also requires work that mm-hmm. takes away from the work that we get to do on ourselves in our own healing journeys. So I guess just knowing when or <laughs> when not not sure
2: yeah no yeah. I appreciate that they're big conversations and questions and you know obviously at brick we want to have these conversations and talk about it more and I think that a lot of times we and I just use the royal we are really afraid to engage in that conversation of like can I ask this question should we talk about this do you want to talk about this when uh, you know white people are still we're still learning of like when do I step back when do I not even say anything at all Um, and you know living our lives just constantly stepping forward you know that's a learning process that we're all going through as white people to stop yeah (laughs) and certainly
0: that's why it's I mean it's kind of deliberate in some of the things I choose to do and and that I understand that there are likely going to be white people in the audience not that I'm sculpting it for them but um giving room for the artists' bodies to feel safe and present without needing to retreat like we often do in the presence sometimes of white people mm-hmm. because of the discomfort and the need to protect um, and kind of trying to flip that role and allow time for a white person to feel uncomfortable in the audience while a black body um, explores themselves fully, yeah. Un- non-judgmentally, yeah.
2: Yeah, I love that. It's so important. Um, thank you for bringing this work here. What can people expect to see without giving too much away for the showings? What are you planning to show everyone next week? Um,
0: I think just a journey. Um, I think it, it kind of is, um, it shows how we don't experience life in a linear way. Like, things are always kind of coming and throwing ourselves this way, throwing off that way. Uh, we're always in reflection and present, reflection and present. So kind of, yeah, just a, a journey that I invite everybody to really invest in and participate in as best they can.
2: Awesome. And so, you know, this is, the podcast is called Backstage at Brick, so we like to peel back the curtain a little bit (laughs) and give people a glimpse of what happens behind the scenes. And so, dancers, I'm looking at you, and Janiel too, you're also a dancer, you're just not dancing in this piece, but what are some of the more, um, I don't know, like non-traditional or quirky or superstitious even things that you do? prepare yourselves before a performance or before rehearsal or what kinds of give me some of (laughs) (laughs) the. give me some of the interesting backstage stuff (laughs) um
1: I know for myself before a show I always like to just lay down on my back and um on the stage or in the space that I'm going to be showing myself in and kind of just um, trying to connect with the ground and with the space above me and fully feeling engaged with everyone that I'm around or sometimes I'll run like laps around a space <laughs> if I, feel, like, I just yeah. need to like, get more, <laughs> yeah, more into uh, myself and my body and I mean I don't I know a lot of dancers usually do like a tight circle or like a big like group hug with a few words from somebody like Or a couple inhale, exhales to just try to get everyone almost on the same radar.
4: That's
2: nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tyrone or Wendell, (laughs) y'all have anything?
4: Uh, Let's see. Before a performance, I usually, I like to feel the stage. Like Mm. physically feel the floor with my feet. Like touch it? Because I see with your hands you're pushing them down. Yeah. Yeah. I like to touch and feel it. Feel the texture. It's just such an important thing. I don't know. I feel more connected and grounded in this space once I know I felt the stage, that material. That's exactly my thing,
0: too. I have Mm -hmm. to put my feet on the stage. Like, I have to be, like... I have to know what it feels like, Mm -hmm. what it... Yeah, just to Mm -hmm. get in touch with the stage like that, same.
3: For me... Child's pose is my favorite pose. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always go back to a good child's pose uh, and I just like we'll get a to yogi. myself. right? <laughs> really? just like, you know, it's going to be really great. Mm. And then sometimes I like to have somewhat of an improvisation practice that can be a response to the piece. So I'm about to do a piece, but then it's like anything I have to say before or I want to kind of open myself up to before I do the work. I'll take like a few minutes, preferably on the stage that will be on. But if not, I'll find a quiet space.
2: It's mm, really cool. And you mm. mean improvisation with your body. You mean a dance yeah. improv mm-hmm. of your response, your bodily response to what you're about to do. or mm-hmm, so to, like,
3: the experience. So I don't feel too closed off or, like, mm-hmm. I'm presenting myself in, like, a clean way. Because it's, like, the more work I do, the further I move from cleanliness as um, a performance. Mm. Maybe in accuracy of movement, but not in how I showcase myself.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah. And so that, I'm curious about that improv beforehand. Is that a conversation with yourself? Is that with a future audience that might be there? Who are you, if if you are in conversation with anyone, you said it's a response. Who are you responding It with? feels like,
3: ooh, it's, it's, it's to me, mm-hmm. but I think it's to a larger audience because I also, something about it is expressive and reaches out even though no one's there. It's like dancing in an empty, big room. Hmm. So that it can echo for others to pick up, but it's not deflated by my nervousness of an audience being there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, thank you. And so, Danielle, how's your time at Brick been so far? You've been here for this is day three. Day three. How's it, how's it been? How's it going? It's
0: been great. Brick is incredible. The space is beautiful. Seeing it um, come to life from the ground plan we came up with a few weeks ago in production meeting to actual real life. Set up. It looks great.
5: Um, Yeah, BJ's great. It
0: was great. The whole team, everybody (laughs) is just super inviting. Um, I'm excited about the fridge that lives inside the studio. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's just been it's been. It's the little thing, (laughs) the fridge. (laughs) The cupcakes (laughs) cupcakes were not there. It was Tyrone's birthday, and (laughs) (laughs) so we (laughs) (laughs) got some cupcakes. So
2: nice, happy birthday! The amount of time it took to get that fridge, it's like. It's so exciting (laughs) to see that it's there. I think it was like a year in process. Oh, no. Because anything has to be like budgeted for and pitched. And this is why this is important. And this is why I think we should have, it. you know, just everything. Right. And the fridge was
5: one of those like... Dancers gotta eat. Can we get okay. dancers
2: gotta <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 Apparently, cupcakes.
5: Yes. So there goes my idea <laughs> that dancers <laughs> eat healthy
2: and a are vegan. Oh, uh, well, and
0: I'm, a ve- I'm a vegan. <laughs> oh. but
2: <laughs> <laughs> so but um, vegan cupcakes. Vegan cupcakes. What's the whole thing? I always say this when I'm eating Oreos. They're oh, vegan. vegan.
5: <laughs> they are one of the inadvertent
0: yeah. unhealthy vegan items that exist. <laughs> like just
2: because you're vegan doesn't necessarily mean you're always eating healthy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> there are lots of bad. There's bad so many vegan bad. Foods. <laughs> 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 I'm totally with you. Um, so I'm so glad you're enjoying your time here at Brick. Um, that segues us a little bit into the r- the rest of the season. Uh, it's weird. We're actually like coming to sort of the close of our season which it feels like we just started but also it's November so we've got obviously Jane Neal's team after the credits in here next week on November 15th and 16th at 7 p.m. tickets are only eight dollars go get those and then we have our last brick lab of the season after Thanksgiving we have the Knights coming back after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. urban Bushwomen is back for residency after Thanksgiving Wow, there's a lot in December, guess we're not coming to Yeah, the
5: I was just thinking, like, I was about to say, we have a little lull until January, and now that you just started talking, I was like, eh, maybe no. like a week. Yeah, It's <laughs> like,
2: what, what <laughs> lull?
5: <laughs> are you all familiar? Have you seen the Knights or Urban Bushwomen?
2: Or, I'm trying to think of what else is coming up. Um, Eliza Bent, the last Brick Lab of the season, are you all familiar with any of their work? It's okay if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, urban Bushwomen. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Cool. Definitely Urban Bushwomen. The Knights cool. I've seen have you? before. Awesome. Yeah. They're fantastic. They're so
2: good. We're so lucky to have them. And we're lucky to have Urban Bushwomen as well. But the Knights have been with us for like five years. Mm-hmm. And every year I'm like, please come back. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> <laughs> and Urban Bushwomen, they're going to do some hair parties in December also, okay. which will be really cool. And then, yeah, and then it's into January, which, Elizabeth help me. I know. <laughs> <What am> I? <laughs> you have a lot going on. <laughs> we have in January. a lot going on <laughs> January. Um, so I um, put this to, to team team after the credits. Have y'all ever heard of the Mexican revolutionary Pancho Villa? Anyone at all? No. And it's okay no. if it's not. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I'm totally <haven't either. laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> is, so is anyone in this room from Texas? Show of hands? Exactly. That's why. <laughs> 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 so this project is coming up in January. It's an opera. Um, across the border, sorry I just moved the microphone, a, an opera essentially about Pancho Villa and when it was pitched to me, I was like amazing, he's so misunderstood, he's such a legendary mythical figure, you know, he's like a household name. And then I go to like, you know, my my friends who aren't from Texas and they're like, what? <laughs> 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 You're excited about what? So really excited about that, I promise. He's a like mythical, he's like a household name in Texas. Because mm. we have in Texas, um, um, required Texas history in both middle school and high school. Mm. And so we take a Whoa. separate the class one, on just thing. Texas history. Wow. I know. I'm not saying, I'm not, there's no, I'm not making a judgment call on that. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it is what it is. <laughs> and so we learn about, you know, Texas fight for independence and the Mexican, Texas American Mexican War. I'm totally flubbing all that. I'll get all kinds of comments about it. It's fine. Um, but we learn about Pancho Villa, and we learn about you know, Emiliano Zapato, and we learn about um, Huerta, and you know just the, the, the history of all that. Anyway, it's a very exciting piece coming up after, right after Christmas.
5: Yeah. Um, what else, Elizabeth? What else should we mention? We'll have the Brick House sessions oh, yeah. starting on, the first one's on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, y'all should come back. Do y'all come to any of our concerts,
2: uh, either at the Banchel or in-house?
0: I saw No Name at the awesome. band show, and it was amazing. Oh, God, I'm so glad. Yes. I'm so glad.
2: So we do, like, um, we call it sort of the mini version of Celebrate Brooklyn at Brick House in the ballroom. We call it Brick House Sessions, and we do, I think, six concerts. Are we allowed to talk about the first
5: one yet? No, okay. We, I'm getting yeah, we're announcing soon, okay. right after Thanksgiving. Okay alright I'm getting the strong don't do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could but I guess no no, no. You know, know. Once, be
2: safe. once we stop recording yes. maybe <laughs> I'll talk <about> anyway <laughs> no I won't no one heard that <laughs> <laughs> um, alright well, uh, we have to wrap up um, gosh thank you all so much for being here um, Elizabeth did you have a
5: question of the day to send us out with first of all did everyone vote absolutely yesterday?
4: yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely yes amazing
5: yes. BJ, did you oh, did you have to wait? I know you went after was work. An hour. That's crazy. Wow. An hour everyone. Which is fine. It's fine. It. It's it's yeah. It's good. Would yeah. rather yeah. 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 that than walking into well, a deserted um, you know, well, no, we a but room. But part of why it took so long,
2: did this happen to y'all the um two there were only three machines and two of them were broken. And so mm. there's only one oh. machine.
5: I heard that was a thing. Mine I had three and they were all fine in my neighborhood, but I saw a lot of complaints about the scanners not working. I was like, this is a problem, y'all. Yeah. And the one that was working, the person who was
2: working there, was like being really, really cautious and careful because it was already 300 over its maximum number that it should be scanning. Okay. Oh. So oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Wow.
2: I was like, oh. Dang. So y'all, I don't even know if my vote went in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm glad y'all <laughs> voted. Awesome. And now you're all old enough to vote. I had I had questions. I was yeah. like, is this this group old enough to look <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm <just> <laughs> You're supposed to take maybe you're not old enough to take that as a compliment. <laughs> 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 um and what's everyone doing for Thanksgiving after after your after after the credits? After after the credits,
0: <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna take that one day to Find some good, healthy vegan meals to make and eat that. Sans and Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Sans Oreos. Um, watch Netflix, lay down, I don't know, be around family maybe until I get tired of them and then <laughs> be elsewhere <laughs> and just relax
2: until I have to go back to work. Mm-hmm, that's so nice. <laughs> Dancers, team after the credits, any Thanksgiving plans?
3: I'm from Atlanta, so I'm going back oh, to fine. see my fam. That's so nice. And yeah, I'll be there like a good amount of time.
2: Good. I'm excited. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
4: I'm actually from New York, so I'll be spending time with my family here, cooking, eating a ton, passing out, waking up, eating again. (laughs) Oh,
2: I see how your family
1: works. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple eating times. Love it. Love it. Eric, are you doing anything? Yeah, my family usually uh, gets together and we're Colombian, so there's just a ton of Colombian delicious food that I'm so excited to dig in for. That's (laughs) so nice. Oh,
2: awesome. So, do you do turkey also?
1: We do turkey, we do pork, and we usually have like. Different rice options, different salad options. (laughs) Fantastic. It's going to be a good time.
2: Well, cool. Well, we're so excited that you're here. We're looking forward to the next couple of weeks with you and, of course, the showings themselves next Thursday, Friday, November 15th and 16th. $8. Buy them online at brickartsmedia.org. This has been another episode of Backstage at Brick. I'm your host BJ Evans. We've been in the studio with the our producer Elizabeth Chrisunis, with Neal Cooper, with Tyrone Bevins, Eric Para, Wendell Gray II, and we are going to play you out with some Daniel Caesar and um, the song Freudian. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. You got
0: your
1: you for saving my life. Yes, I just wanna thank
2: you for all your revival. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Feels so
5: cool. Yeah.